smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast, the first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. We are in our 14th season of the podcast, I do believe. 14th I have season. no idea. You did some stuff without me, right? Yeah, I did an entire season of talking about all the uh, seasons of Smallville, and then I did another season where I did one episode of Alias. <laughs> <laughs> I know you had that plan. You, you had like a plan of like a bunch of shows, right? And I and I still do have it written somewhere. A bunch of different shows. I didn't want to tell people what I was going to do next because I wanted people to you know feel the mystery and, and to to wait it out, see what I'm going to talk about next because it's not necessarily a new show. In fact, a lot of the shows that I had planned were older shows, but famous older shows at that. Right. Um, so. Anyways, my name is Dave, by the way, and I am the Time Lord. And uh, with me as always, <laughs> Andy. Yeah, and he's gonna be the uh, the spy with us this evening. Oh, I see. Yeah, we're we're he's the spy. Um, now before we get any further in the podcast, I want to first hand it over to our sponsor for the evening because we got a sponsor for our podcast. So take it away, me. Oh, that was a great sponsor. Good, good commercial. Uh, for you, you know, you heard it. All right. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so our episode today was called Spyfall. Uh, clearly, a nod to Skyfall for James Bond. It's definitely a big spy-heavy themed episode. Before uh, now, we get into before we get into it, I, uh, I have to ask since I don't pay attention to anything, but you kind of do. Were there any spoilers floating around? No, no. This one was a com- right. This one had a complete shock to the system to me. So uh, awesome. this is what it sh- this is what it should have been a couple of seasons back. All right. Um. Now, actually, yeah. Before we start, I want to ask you: Have you done anything Doctor Who related in the last year? Because we had a year break on the podcast, uh, on the show. I played. I played the uh, VR game that came out a couple months ago. I saw you post something to that degree, uh, and I, I kind of skimmed through your video. But do do they actually show up, or is it just the voices? It's uh, the voice of the doctors in it. The uh, the others aren't in there. Okay. And uh, but does she even show up, or is it just the voice? Yeah, from she shows. She shows up. Uh, it's it's not mostly her, but she shows up in a few scenes, and then she hands it off to an AI person that you meet in the game, and that person narrates most of the game. But like sort oh, of yeah. AIs. Yeah, sort of some of most of the bigger moments are are handled by the doctor herself. But um, there is an AI character that sort of handles the in-between segments. Ah, uh, yes. AI characters are tight. Ba- oh. <laughs> Basically, um, they couldn't get uh, the doctor to come in and read the whole, you know, story, I guess. I Okay, what I did with Doctor Who is I read a ton of comics, right? There was a holiday right. special just this last Christmas to uh, episode... Uh, not two episode, but two article, comic article, whatever you want to call them, issues. Right. I'm read that. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was a it was a silly thing. But when isn't holiday specials for Doctor Who just in general? 
Um, I liked some of the the comic issues that they had going on during the 11th series of Doctor Who. Those were, some of those were pretty good. Um, okay. And then I read three Doctor Who books uh, from then to now. A couple of them were from the uh, 13th Doctor time. And these are and full one, novels? Full novels. All right. Two, two that featured the 13th Doctor and one that featured uh, Peter Capaldi. Mm. Cause I, cause I wanted to switch it up a notch, see if it was, if, if it still felt like it had the kind of the same, you know, spirit, like it still had like the embodied, the characters pretty well. And it did actually, uh, I had Bill and Nardole and all that fun stuff. Um, now, okay. now the two, the two books that I read, the first one was called the good doctor. Uh, and now this one had focused <laughs> most, mostly it kind of focuses a little bit as a, kind of uh, companion centric. So it had a lot of focus on Graham. Graham okay. was the good doctor. Basically they go to this planet. You know, remember the episode of Dr. Who, where there's a bunch of cat like people. Um, are you talking about classic Dr. Who? No, I'm talking about uh, uh, David Tennant, Dr. Who. Oh, okay. The new, new earth. The, uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, they were like the medical nuns or whatever. They were cat right, people. Right, they were like cat people, but this book had dog people. Okay. Kind of the same idea, except they're dog people. Anyways, they leave something at this planet, and they try to go back to get it. I think it was uh, Ryan's phone. And instead of going into the past to get it, they accidentally shoot themselves like centuries into the future, and they built this entire religion around the doctor, and they're all like sexist, mm. so they think Graham is the doctor. There, there is an episode of the Orville like that. It is actually it is similar to that. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Uh, the the, sec- the second one focused, uh, I think, more on Yaz, though that's kind of silly because the audiobook is not narrated by Yaz. Yaz does narrate one of these uh, books. Oh. Weird. Uh, they gave her the yeah, wrong one. Yeah, she does. They gave her the <laughs> wrong one. But it, that one I read in one sitting. Um, and uh, it, it focused up more, a little bit more on Yaz. Some things were happening in that one. Uh, oh, it probably it, felt like it, I, it, one of the bigger, uh, one of the bigger complaints about last season is that apparently uh, everybody said. Yaz had nothing to do, right? Yeah. So maybe they wanted to correct that with with giving her her own story. <laughs> yeah. In the second book, they they travel to a molten. It's called Molten Heart. This book, and they travel to the core of a planet. It kind of also has a little bit of a religious theme because they don't believe there's anything beyond their fake, you know, sky, which is just so inside of a show. dome. <laughs> Yeah, well, they all believe that that's there's nothing beyond that world, and uh, they're coming in there to say, no, you gotta you gotta escape because seawater from above is is getting dropped into this core, and their lava lakes that they like to bathe in because they're rock people, uh, those are like dithering away, uh, because seawater is like turning it to 
black rock or whatever and they're dying so they need to go to the surface to you know enjoy life or whatever mm. so that was the second book both books are pretty good i still have yet another book to read actually two because they came out with a, more of a kid's book but featuring the 13th doctor that i wanted to read mm. and uh and now there's already some pre-orders for the next book that's coming out featuring so every year i think every season of doctor who they come out with like three stories in novel format and then of course obviously there's a bunch of other stuff about like the, uh, comics but i'd never heard about the i mean i know that there were like uh paperback like kid like the uh, novelizations you know of episodes yep but yep, there's novelizations too full like full big books you know <laughs> yeah full big books and i think there's actually audiobooks of things that weren't actually printed too. I mean, they have radio shows. They have a whole bunch of assortment of different things. Oh yeah. I know about the radio plays and I knew about the comics, but I didn't know about the large novels like that. Yeah. And by the way, if you are an audiobook listener, they got the 13th doctor's voice down pat. Oh really? They have an impersonator on there. Oh yeah. Perfect. The first one's narrated by a girl. So it's a little bit better. Uh, then the second one, the second one was narrated by a guy, but he does actually, uh, impersonate her very, very well. <laughs> so that's funny. It's hard to explain, but if you're an audiobook listener, check it out. Um, so yeah, anyways, this episode Spyfall. It's all about spies. And, uh, this is a two-parter. This is the first part of a two-parter and I, I gotta say I the two-parters, you know? Two-parters are the best thing about Doctor Who, I feel like. And uh, well, there's a pro and con of it. It it, it makes it allows the story to breathe more, but they're they have less episodes now than they used to, so that's also an issue. But I do I do. It tend can to be an issue. It can also it's a, it can be an issue, but it also can help it a little bit more instead of dragging things out in a way that isn't preferred. But you also have yeah, to have I'd a rather, plan. I'd rather, I'd rather have a two-parter than filler, right? Yeah. So we have our two-parter. This is the first part, and that reminds me, obviously, of uh, Stephen Moffat, who was famous for two-parters and things like that. Until he decided um, to ditch them. And Until he said, that's <laughs> no good, and we're all like, no, you're wrong. And then he did a uh, full and, season of them. <laughs> yeah, and after watching this episode, I told Andy, I said, you know what? This felt like Stephen Moffat, even though it's, it's not just the fact that it's a two-parter, but the fact of how it felt when you're watching, the how the what the crap uh, feeling when you're watching it. Somewhat, um, yeah. Moffat. Had a good, it had a good villain, too, which Stephen Moffat was also good at. Good villain, uh, original. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still don't have the answers yet because it's a two-parter. Um, so a lot of it is still left out in the open after we saw it, but I got to say, this is probably my favorite Jodie Whittaker episode that I've seen. Really? I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite. I really like the Dalek one. The, the, uh, last, last year's, uh, holiday special. The Dalek one. Yeah. I I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay, but this one I think takes the cake because it it might. It, it, I'd have to look at them again. It's been a while since I've watched that, so it really presents a pretty substantial question for where it's going to head next, and that's something that I don't think I felt with right. any of the other Jodie Whittaker episodes. Was 
uh, this overwhelming feeling of what's going to happen next. Where is it going now? Because well, it was nah. there, there were there were hints of what they could have done with that in the last season. Then they never did anything with it. <laughs> well, that that could be a problem with Chris Chibnall. I don't know. Yeah, so um, we'll see if that goes if that does anything. <laughs> anyways, in the beginning of this episode, we're we're, we're kind of flip flopping. We're going from country to country to country, and we're seeing all these people. I guess spies, as yep. they kind of witness something weird happen, some kind of creature, alien, something interdimensional being, which I feel like it is, is walking through walls and attacking them. Um, and the only thing they, they can think to do, I, I guess they being M6, MI6, MI6. Mission Impossible, the Impossible <laughs> Mission Force, right. uh, <laughs> is to grab the uh, doctor and her friends and to escort them to MI6 and tell them what's going on. And the way they do that is to kidnap them. And uh, <laughs> one of, it was funny because they had this car getting hacked and uh, it tries to kill them. It says something to the degree of, in five seconds, die, die, die. die. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, well, they're sitting in the car just watching it. And I'm like, what's it going to do? Self-implode? Because they should, they should probably get out of the car instead of just sit there and watch it <laughs> count down. It's like yeah. they're looking at it, what's going to happen. Are we actually going to die? Or... I don't know. I thought that was silly. Yeah. Um, but they eventually get to MI6, and we have Stephen Fry. I was surprised the... when when uh, I was thinking he must have been on this show at one point before, but I don't I guess he hasn't. <laughs> For some reason, We're I probably th- he was. You're thinking Sherlock. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, was he on Sherlock? Yes. He. Well, maybe I'm thinking Sherlock movie. The Sherlock movie, yeah, he was in the second Sherlock movie. He was uh, Mike Mycroft, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. I mean, Stephen Fry's in everything. I feel like he is. Yeah. In uh, things like that, but when I first heard his voice, I thought he was somebody else. Um, I can't think of the name right now, but. Um... But yeah, but then then he showed his face and I was like, okay, yeah. So I oh, think, I, oh, oh, yeah, yeah I know when, when when I heard his voice on the uh, on the radio when they, when he was calling them from the car, I think, uh, I think what I was thinking of was uh, John Cleese. Oh, you know what? Uh, I think I was probably thinking of the same thing. Without, I was picturing John yeah. Cleese. I think I couldn't think of the name. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they have similar voices probably over the radio or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so anyways, he's telling them that all these spies are getting infiltrated, they're dying, and they are getting their souls ripped out of their bodies, and they're basically just left with a human shell that's technically alive, but kind of like brain dead or soul dead, if you'd rather, well, which is it's it's, yeah. it's replacing their DNA somehow, which that's another it's question. Rewriting it. Yeah. What's that are they, about? Are they are they getting upgraded? <laughs> interesting yeah uh no uh so they're they find out that this is definitely not humans this is not other countries doing spy crap this is alien technology which means they need the doctor's help for sure 
And it turns out all these spies were gathering information. They were uh, looking into this guy who basically owns Google, but it's not called Google. Yeah, it's very much uh, Google. It, it was Vor. Was it Vor? Vor. Yeah. And one thing I thought was interesting is the doctor mentioned, uh, or no, was it the doctor or was it Stephen Fry? I don't remember. One of them mentioned that there's usually, uh, I think it was Stephen Fry mentioned that there's usually unit or uh, Torchwood are the ones yeah. that usually handle aliens. And then the doctor said both of them are shut down. Yes. Is is that new information or were we supposed it's to? It's probably oh. something that was said over the um, canon versions of the radio shows that we don't listen to. I, I know that um, I believe in the, in the Dalek episode, there might've been something about unit being shut down, like where they had all the weapons stored, you know? I think yeah. that might have had something to do with unit being shut down, but I wasn't sure about Torchwood because I thought there were new books or or even uh, radio uh, plays. There was Torchwood. definitely they've been doing radio plays for a very very long time with Torchwood specifically, but they could be taking place in the past. They could be. Don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. Anything but yet. and then and then uh, the doctor's like, "Well, where's your best agent on the case? O or whatever it was?" And I was. That's where I was going to ask you if this thing popped up at once, you know, this character popped up in past episodes because he didn't look familiar to me. He and, did, yeah, uh, uh, that that's the thing. When when we meet O, which is later, um, I saw him and I, I, I knew he looked familiar that the, the idea of the character didn't sound too, too familiar to me, like from previous episodes or or even like when they were talking about him earlier, I was trying to think if that was like a classic Doctor Who thing or something like the Brigadier, yeah. you know, but, the Brigadier. Um, right. 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 Yeah. But then when they meet him, that that went out the window. But I still I, I recognized him from something and I, I couldn't tell who he was. And I'm kind of glad uh, when I went to IMDb, he wasn't in the list. I'm kind of glad that's the case because it probably would have spoiled me in one or two ways. And I'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> that turned out to be not the case, though. It's not a character that showed up in the... I mean, it is and it isn't. But uh, right, the character of O wasn't anything yeah, that we've seen before. Unless the character of O was seen in a novel or a comic or something like we talked um, about before. I doubt it, but let's take a look here. Ah uh, no, I can't. It's not going to give me that information because when I click on the character of oh, I get something different. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, well, that's that. Um. So basically, what's going on is anybody that's looking into this guy, this Google owner, Vor owner guy, they're the ones that are getting attacked. These spies specifically, not anybody else, just spies. And uh, so what the doctor thinks of, her brilliant idea is, okay, well, all these people are looking into and spying on this Google guy. I'm going to have Yaz and Ryan do that while I go talk to my old character. <laughs> all these people that are getting killed, they're going to do yeah. what Yaz and Ryan are going to do. You know, you know, professionals, professional spies <laughs> are getting attacked. Let's send in these amateurs that don't know anything about spy. Give them some tech. Yeah, you know, and uh, 
see what happens. And turns out it's okay, you know, because maybe it's the fact that they are so amateur that they don't that you know is it though they don't look then, like they're because, terrible because uh yaz doesn't end up in the greatest position she doesn't but she turns out all right <laughs> i don't know how she uh turns out to be fine at the end of the day but she does yeah that's still um, a little confusing a little bit so they head out there while she uh yeah they split up uh, Ra- raz that's what we're gonna call them now R- ryan and yaz are now raz oh great uh that's probably a thing. <laughs> it probably is. They they head out to S- San Francisco, I believe. Well, it's probably not shot in San Francisco. And um, no, no, I don't think so. And the then fact that Australia. The, Google, the fact that the Google guy is not American is probably a good indicator of that. Yeah, probably. And then <laughs> uh, the doctor and Graham head out to Australia to see O to figure out what the heck is going on because she needs his help because he's an actual agent that is known for, you know, being Mulder from the X-Files and looking into UFO stuff. <laughs> well, and, one thing uh, we should also mention is um, the do- while the doctor was attacked by these things, she tried to use the sonic screwdriver to analyze it, and it came up with yes, nothing. Because one of these things was able to kind of get into the TARDIS, which is not supposed Went to happen. Went straight through the door. Yeah. So that's one, that's, that's one of the few questions probably still left unanswered. Um, a lot of the stuff with those digital ghost things are unanswered. Um, yes. Yes. So now they are in Australia. One's in San Francisco. In San Francisco, Graham's got a camera that can print out ID cards, copy them just like in Mission Impossible. That, yeah, basically, that that, that's that was very much. <laughs> and Yaz has a DNA sampler, uh, in the which is in what the microphone for the interview, and hers. Yeah, I think hers. That's what hers was doing, and she found out that he's ninety three percent human, but seven percent something else. What something else is, we don't know, and uh, which is that is that is a weird (laughs) that's a weird mix, (laughs) it's a weird combination. And then, so they print out the ID card because they're gonna go back there into his office again and see what's going on. Uh, I don't think they actually get anything, do they? When they go back, no, they did. Uh, Yaz was on his computer and she's she is downloading stuff, and yep. It said like 95, 96%. So I'm pretty sure she just let it get to 100 before pulling out the flash drive or whatever. Yeah, she was downloading music. So she did download. She downloaded something off his computer. But we don't know what it is. Is that right? We know it's related to aliens, but we don't know exactly. I don't think. Anyways, while she was there, uh, the guy came back, Google owner, and... uh, he, we find out that he's in league. It's not like we, uh, we had any doubt, but we find out he's in league with whatever the heck is going on. He knows who these aliens are or what they are or something to that degree. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's involved. He's either controlling them or they're controlling they're him. Controlling I don't think him. we know yet. And uh, so Well, that's- it's interesting. Uh, well, I guess we'll get to more of that later. Yeah. 
so that's what's going on with them. Um, back in Australia, I know that they catch one because they start having like an army of these things show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to fight them off and they block everybody off with some kind of electromagnetic field or something. But one gets through. Yeah. Oh, and then they oh, trap it. Apparently, been preparing in case of anything that, that might happen. And he had this shield that went around the house that stopped like all, almost all of them, but there was one that got through. And yeah. then there so a, convenient, so convenient to have this plan. Yeah. And then there was a cage inside the house <laughs> that was able to stop them. the cage that dropped from the ceiling. Yes. Uh, just at the opportune space. And then they turn on another electric magnetic field inside the house. And that traps it inside this little, cage and then the doctor talks to it it's got this really deep uh low st- scary voice like palpatine um that sounds says, a, sounds a little bit like um you remember i think it was called house was the uh was that what it was called it was the planet that talked the the doctor show with hugh laurie or, yeah house no was it house or was it uncle or i'm trying to remember in the uh, doctor's wife episode uh, I don't remember. But that that Sorry. whole planet. Remember how the whole planet talked? I guess, yeah. That that's what it sort of sounded like to me. Well, whatever the case is, it said something to the degree of it's it's ready, it's primed, it's uh, it's getting ready to take over the universe, something like that. And it laughed at um, the doctor. And it laughed at the doctor. Correct. And uh, so we don't know what that means, but but throughout the episode, we're seeing different things that kind of a, kind of say something to the degree of multiple universes, uh, multiverses, because we coming, saw multiple. It, it appears to have come from another universe, and it wants to take take yeah. over ours. And uh, right, and I kind of, they they showed to mock us. They showed a map. They showed a map of uh, a dozen different Earths, which makes you think multiverse and they've they've approached multiverses in the past obviously we have the other david Tennant. can we bring the other david Tennant back that would be nice uh there are there are other instances of uh other universes in doctor who as well um like there was a character named adric uh that was a companion to i believe the fourth and fifth doctor that came from another universe um so they they've done stuff like that before their romana was a was a companion that got left in another universe um so there there have been stuff like that before yeah no um jody whitaker has said that she wants to work with david Tennant because she has worked with him in the past obviously she yeah. wants to uh she wants to you know do doctor who with them and i think she said she also wants to do it with uh christopher uh, Eccleston too. Oh, really? But I, but it would it would be interesting to have the alternate universe uh, David Tennant doctor show up. <laughs> well, yeah, the David Tennant, the David Tennant would would uh, coming back from alternate universe would uh, be cool. It'd be cool I've to always see, wanted. Be- I've always wanted that idea to be explored. I thought when they were going to do the day of the doctor and they said Rose was going to be back. I thought that that's what they were going to do. I thought that that's how David Tennant and Rose were going to be back at the same time. 
that they were going to be taking. But they did a that, different yeah. approach altogether. Yeah. yeah, completely different. Um. Anyways, uh, back at San Francisco, they're still at the office doing their spy work. Uh, Mr. Google has come and left after talking to these uh, things, and then the things disappear. The guy leaves, and they're like, "Oh man, he knows. He knows who they are." And then they come back, and there's. I, do they say anything at this point? I don't know, but they attack Yaz. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't remember. They attack yeah yeah they attack Yaz. Yaz disappears, and Ryan just bolts the bolts out the door, and uh, they they say she's gone. I know that much. Um, now, and he's looking back. Well, we'll get. Uh, I have I have something to mention, but I think I think it would be best to hold off until later. Ah yes. So they, uh, Ryan bolts out the door. He looks back at the building. He's seeing like all these different, you know, light bright characters just kind of showing up, popping up in all the windows, you know, beaming up the sky, uh, just being really bright. And he doesn't know what the heck is going on. And Yaz is transported to some kind of wooded area with just vines going up into oblivion. Looks, looking at it, it looks like a forest of DNA. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that i mean it makes a little bit of sense the forest of like giant dna that's what it looks like to me giant dna forest yes and she's transported there and then she's just watching all these lights kind of go down the vines a little mm-hmm. bit kind of like uh electricity and it's going up and down the vines going into the ground around her it's kind of spinning around and then she disappears again and then she winds up in Australia where they had caught that thing and which yeah, so turns she, into her. She takes the place of the the caught multidimensional being. But why? The only thing I, I, I'm wondering is maybe that's how that that creature escaped is by switching bodies. Yeah, I don't know. But their next step is to go to Mr. Google's house with his birthday party because he had invited Ryan and Yaz because he was like just this jerk face McGee when they were interviewing him. And uh, he's like, you know what? I'm going to make it up to you. Come over to my house and uh, I'm having a birthday party. So they all go. And of course, they're dressed up in uh, bow ties or cool attire and uh, <laughs> otherwise known be, as supposed to be spy spy outfits. By stuff. Are you surprised that the doctor didn't go in a dress? <laughs> well, they all were wearing tuxes, right? They were all wearing tuxes. It would have been just a little bit different when it came down to just diversifying the the look, contrasting but the look. The, uh, so the others had regular tuxes. The doctor had a tux with like a long coat for the uh, jacket instead. So it was sort of yeah, and, a and, long coat, but just a black one. Yeah, and she was still preparing for flood. Now, yeah. one yeah, one thing that I uh, I thought I noticed on the doctor's jacket is when the flaps opened, you could see inside the jacket. I thought I saw the red liner on the inside, sort of like uh, Peter Capaldi's old outfit. Like I'm wondering if that's what she was wearing. Is it a combination of past? suits you got the you got the bow tie and then maybe that red line in the coat 
I yeah, I'm I not I'm seeing it as I'm zooming through the episode, but I swear I saw that when when her suit flapped open that I saw the red liner on the inside, just like Peter Capaldi. I could be wrong. Might, maybe. Anyways, they get to this party. Uh, the doctor confronts him right away and asks all these bold questions of like, "Are you like this alien?" And what oh, yeah, the crap is. is going on? I saw it. Oh, I'm glad you saw it. Just as she's running out of the building chasing the Google guy, you can see the red liner yep. on the jacket. It's not the same as yeah. Peter, though. It's a little bit different. Gotcha. So, yeah, she's she's asking all these bold questions. He's denying everything. And then he's like, I'm going to ask security to get you out of here. And then he himself runs away. Um, and then they run after him. On they're bikes. too late. On bikes. They have to get on their uh, motorcycles because it has to have a car chase on a spy episode, right? So <laughs> they get on the motorcycles. Everybody immediately knows how to ride motorcycles, which is very, very convenient. <laughs> um and the I'm I'm guessing it's not that easy to just be able to write it right away the first time. I right. I don't know. So they wind up at an airport and uh, Mr. Google is flying away in a jet plane and they have to catch up so what do they do? Well, when Uncharted. when a plane's Yeah, when a plane <laughs> is starting to take off, the best idea is to basically run to it on foot. <laughs> <laughs> they went, I don't know if you've ever been to <laughs> three. That's what it is. I, I don't know if you've ever been on a plane, uh, but when it takes <laughs> off, it, it I don't know the G force on that thing when it shoots off. Woo! I it's guess it's just fast. going down the catway, but uh, yeah. So, but they do catch up with it. Uh, she uses her Sonic to open up the back to so they can all climb in, and and, uh, and then while they're chasing the plane. Oh, almost doesn't make it, and he says that he he's never good at sprinting. Yeah, he's a slow bugger. <laughs> um, Which makes the doctor. And then, he's like, "Yeah, hold on now. I, I I've read your file, or I don't know if she said she read her fi- file or whatever." But Something he's like, like you, "You know, you, you were at school, and the best thing you ever did was run. You were always the fastest and the first when it came down to sprinting." And he's like, oh, you got me. And his entire personality, his entire <laughs> persona just flips itself on its head. And uh, we get a big aha, got you moment. Because, okay, so rewinding it a little bit back, when she gets to Australia and she meets O for the first time, he's like, one of the first things that he says you need to do when it comes down to a spy mission is to find the spy master. And she's mm. like, no, we gotta do we we gotta do this instead, or whatever it was she said. And on the plane, he's like, I did tell you that you had to find the spy master, didn't I? Or whether, or would you rather I just say master? And this turns into oh, this big oh. revelation. <laughs> master is back, whatever the crap that means, because now we have like ten more questions to that we have completely unanswered how is the master alive how is he this character that the doctor actually knows here's the thing though there's probably three or four times in the past when the master has definitively died and then came back without explanation so (laughs) i don't know but in in new who for the most part we've had explanations 
They have explained um, it. Even if it was less explanation, uh, there they gave was one something. Uh, when Missy died the first time, they never explained how she came back from that. She was just suddenly back in the next episode. Yeah. Remember the first time um, she was exploded with a Cyberman, you know, Blu-ray thing? And we thought maybe thought the Blu-ray was like a teleport or something. A teleport or she just faked it or something. It was just like, you know, camera tricks or something. Yeah. But this last time that she died, the master killed the master. You know, right. it was this it was this like this equal and opposite force that just imploded. So it's like how how is she she he whatever alive or is this another multiverse thing is this a master from a different earth or a different universe rather uh that knows the doctor because there's another doctor on another universe otherwise known as david Tennant. actually i don't know I just, that's <laughs> well, that one out that's there. an interesting point um i don't know if that's true because well, if it is a if it is a master from another universe, the only way that it would know the doctor is if it met a doctor from that universe. Because otherwise, it wouldn't know the doctor, right? And that would be weird, right? Um, another thing about the idea of another universe is one thing I noticed about these aliens. What what are the? Do we have a a, a name for these? They didn't give it any names. I, I know they kind of look like they're wearing cowboy hats. Kasavin is what uh, Tardis Wikia says. Oh. Hmm. Um. Anyway, the the way these things looked, they were obviously just beams of light, but they had a shape to them, and it looked like they were wearing a hat. Like, right. like a like cowboy, cowboy hat. hat. Yeah. Or maybe... What I was thinking is it kind of didn't um, Tom Baker wear a hat like that sometimes? Yeah, I was I was thinking it was going to morph into some kind of de-aged doctor from the past. I was like, oh, what the heck is happening right yeah, now? Tom Baker, yeah. he, he wore a hat like that sometimes. And uh, that's what I was thinking. If you're talking about doctors from other Earths, could Tom right. Baker? Could this be the explanation for how Tom Baker is back? Remember in Day of the Doctor at the end of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The old guy. Maybe you'll this see that explanation. You'll see familiar faces and all that. Right. Now, that all assumes that Chris Chibnall would be open to continuing ideas started by Stephen Moffat. The same thing with the, the master coming back, how he's going to explain that. That's the problem with switching showrunners is are they going to even reference what happened with the previous uh showrunner a lot of the time yeah. they'll ignore most of it so it's hard to say it's hard to say I i'm interested in we'll see what they do though i really like it's we've only seen him for like two three minutes of this incarnation and i love it the guy's yeah. insane he's good um and okay, so Couple, here, here's the thing. So I was looking at them up, you know, and it's possible they could have just said O on IMDb. If it said that, I would have been fine. But then if I looked them up, that might have gotten me thinking because I knew I recognized this guy from somewhere. I finally looked him up afterwards. And um, 
while while one thing that he was in that was Doctor Who related was that Adventure in Space and Time. He was he played like a producer or something on that. Yeah. The other thing that I recognized him from was um, Iron Fist. He was the sort of the uh, the anti Iron okay. Fist bad guy. Like he he used to be uh, what he used to be his friend in in that uh, what was that foreign land that he was from? I don't remember. Yeah, but he was he was Iron Fist's uh, friend, but then turned enemy in sort of both for both seasons, and that would have probably got me thinking that oh maybe he's an enemy, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot and of then, enemies, and then other play, reason, enemies are often yeah. Yeah, IMDb could have also spoiled that he was the master right in the cast list. If I <laughs> could have easily, but thankfully it didn't um, have his name on there yet, so I didn't see that. No, but yeah, I, I do. I like this uh, casting really well, and that's uh, kind of sometimes a rarity for me when I watch Doctor Who. I'm, I sometimes I have to warm up to some some people, but this one I don't know that switch. That switch was. Uh, that was good. That pretty, that's that that reminds me a little bit of one of the things I really liked about um, Christopher Eccleston is his ability to instantly switch mo- uh, moods. Like, <laughs> like it's almost switching characters in the middle of a sentence. You know, he's switching yep. from super serious to like cheerful to yep. sad. You know, he he could do those switches really quickly, and that 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 was really impressive about him so i've i thought that was some something kind of similar with that uh a couple of things from this, uh, this last uh that we didn't mention that yet that happened in the episode we look out the window there's some kind of flying house i don't know what that's about um we also learned that mr google is not in the plane instead there's a bomb in the cockpit spot one that, that the doctor cannot you know, stop with her sonic screwdriver because he made it sonic proof. Then he brings, he controls whatever these well, alien creatures are. Deadlock Seal is a reference to um, Russell T. Davies' Doctor Who time. I don't know if we've had much of that during um, Stephen Moffat, did we? I don't know. Because that was something that Russell T. Davies always brought in, is the Deadlock Seal. Gotcha. And, also, the, uh, the voice of the alien is the same as the voice of the face of Bo. Okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe okay, that's a clue. That <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's, that's a it. spoiler. That's a clue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so the master brings in the aliens because he's controlling them somehow. And he has them get both got zapped. Into our forest of vines. Um, we don't know where the master went. Into the forest. Um, and was the master there too? Uh, master's probably there somewhere, but yeah, the, master the master disappeared, disappeared from the plane. But the only people, the companions but the people are on the plane. The companions, the companions are still, are still on the plane. So and the, the plane is... Oh no, the bomb went off. The bomb went off and the plane's... There's no parachutes. Yeah, there. So the plane's going down. There's no parachutes. The doctor was taken away from our companions. They're all gonna die. Uh, <laughs> it's a good cliffhanger. It is a good cliffhanger. Uh, and we see a TV show that kind of ended in the same way, where the plane's going down, and then you know, cliffhanger. We 
we've had. I don't know if it was lost or anything like that. No. Um, I could be just thinking of Castaway. <laughs> but we've had stuff like that where planes going down. Twenty four, maybe, maybe even twenty four is possible. Twenty four ended with the plane blowing up at the end of the first episode. I don't think it. I don't think it was a cliffhanger. I think that uh, was, I, I, I feel. Awful. I feel like it's something. It's something somewhere. I can't think of what, but we ended on a cliffhanger with, boom. Uh, something's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? We have to wait three months now. Um. <laughs> We don't have to wait three months, though. That no, we have just a few days, not even a week. Say what now? Not even a week because it's on Sunday. We're not waiting a week. No, this was a special, right? This was a the New Year's special, and then the second episode's on Sunday. Ah, look at me learning new things every day. So only four days. Yeah. Okay, well that's a that's a nice little surprise, um, and so uh, I guess right now they're gonna, on on Sunday they're also going to be airing both of these episodes in the theater. Uh, technically, if if you go to the theater, you'll be able to see the second episode before it airs on BBC America, but just barely. Like I think by the time the, the episode is done in the theater, it's probably most almost done on BBC America. <laughs> <laughs> how special uh um, so yeah. really but but then they also have a live q a with uh with the doctor so and you're talking about fandom events or something like that right yeah Fan- yeah it's uh not fandom it's uh what do you call it uh don't know what it's something yeah it's it sure is yeah fathom. um not fandom. fathom fathom not fandom it's fathom fandom is something else Fandom um, is the website that runs the TARDIS wiki. <laughs> that's right. See, got, see, I got confused. Fathom events. Uh, we don't have that in my town, so. Oh, you do. I would have to go. No, I'd have to go somewhere else entirely if I wanted to do that, and that's not happening. Um, so. But, I'm fine with watching it on TV. I'm good with that. But so far, so good. Like I said, this is probably my favorite Jodie Whittaker episode, and that's taking into account stuff that I've read on comics and novels. Um, Were the comics the better than the average episode last last year? I would probably say no. I, I would say it was probably on, on par, though, because uh-huh. most of the comic issues took a month to tell a, a whole story. Mm. So there would be four issues. Um, well, I, I'm thinking month. I should be thinking four months, shouldn't I? Because it Each comes out every month. month. Wow. Yeah, and uh, not every week. And so it took forever to tell just one story. Remember when we were talking about the 13th Doctor and her, her first season last year, not the year before last year, I was waiting to make an episode on the podcast about the comic. And I did eventually talk about the first story in comic form on the podcast. But it wasn't until after the show finished, until the finale was done, because it took forever for them to tell the story. And of course, there's been, you know, three or four of stories from the 13th Doctor already. Um, since then, 
<laughs> but mm-hmm. it took forever for that first episode. So I was like, I'm not going to make a new podcast episode every, you know, third of a year. <laughs> so I was like, nah, you know, if I wanted to talk about the books or something like that, I could, I wrap could probably it up before, do that yeah, but... before the season or something. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> wrap it, wrap it up before the, before the season. But no, there, there were some, uh, definitely some special epi- uh, episodes. I won't say episodes, but it was issues of the comic. And they did bring it back to the first story that I talked about on the mm. podcast by the end of the stories. It brought it back to like the villain they introduced and the characters they introduced as other time travelers. Um, they brought them all back on that last issue. That's cool. Um, so it was. So there was some uh, tie and stuff like that, I think, which I think season 11 did too, um, at least a little bit. There was there was one thing that I thought they left hanging in season 11 that I always wanted them to come back to and they never did. And that was that guy, I think it was in Rosa. He was another time traveler and they sent him to the future or to the past somewhere in time. Yeah. I was hoping that he would show back up again, you know. And he hasn't, right? He hasn't. Yeah. What, not in the comics either. Nope, not in the comics, not in the books, unless it's in the other two books I haven't read. Okay. So yeah, that's that's one thread I think that they they had potential to have d- done callbacks, which I think those kinds of things are what make seasons more interesting. Is when you tie things together like that, and they, they didn't do much of that yeah. last season, so. Um, I will say that the comics did, I told you about this, uh, introduce the Corsair. Right. Which... The, Corsair, the Corsair was uh, first referenced in the same episode that I referenced earlier, uh, which was the uh, Doctor's Wife. I believe. Yeah. And uh, the doc- and... remember, they, they ended up on that planet and it has a bunch of those um, message cubes from Time Lords. From Time Lords yeah. that the, the planet had eaten or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, the Corsair was one of them. And the Corsair was gotcha. was first reference of a Time Lord um, regenerating into a woman, from a man to a woman. Yeah, and it's a woman in the comics, so. Yeah. Um, okay, and then this year, when the comics come back, they haven't quite come back other than the holiday special. When it comes back, they will have rewritten. Apparently, I don't know too much about it because I haven't read it yet. But there will be a kind of a remake, almost, of the "Don't Blink" episode with uh, David Tennant, and it's going to feature the Thirteenth Doctor as well. Hmm. And I'm not sure how they're going to combine it at all. I might, I might talk about that if the stories come up could it by be the a, time this season like ends. A sequel? it could be a sequel but i'm not sure yeah all i know is that, that always, they are rewriting it i always thought um i don't remember what her character name was in in don't blink the main the main girl in that i thought when i was watching that episode she would have made a good companion in the future and they never did anything with that but i, I thought that that she would have made a good companion. Yeah, a lot of people come come and go, and uh, they they make 
um, good companions, but they don't stay. Yeah. It, it happens. Oh, I think, um, <laughs> I think the kids book of the 13th doctor also features the character ACE. I'm not entirely sure. ACE was, uh, with the seventh doctor. Hmm. Okay. We, yeah, we just read a story featuring Ace as well. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, that's basically what's going on with uh, in Doctor Who news. Uh, this episode was written by Chris Chibnall. Obviously, probably the next one, too. Um, I think he wrote he... most of the episodes last season, didn't he? he? He wrote quite a few. He didn't write them all, though. Not all of them, but pretty close. I think they they changed the way the uh, the episodes are written, like in a writer's room type style, and so it's less one person and more like a, a combination of ideas. But uh, because of that, it tends to be attributed more to the main writers. Yeah, yeah. Uh man, but. Definitely a good start to the season. I I was unsure. I was unsure. I hope because, it pays off. <laughs> yeah, I hope it plays off. That's the biggest thing. I hope they don't just, you know, hint at something or tease at something and then just ignore it. Yeah, because that's there's nothing more annoying than that. And some writers don't know how to make payoffs, so they they focus on different stories. And you're like, hold on a second. <laughs> what just happened? Uh, so hopefully they they won't do that. A lot of people definitely love the master and uh, everything he's about, and uh, the big, people are gonna want answers. I think the biggest takeaway from last season is that Chris Chibnall had some trouble coming up with original ideas that worked, and um, when he brought back the Daleks, people loved it. Now he's bringing back the master people are probably going to love it. So I think if he <laughs> understands how to utilize stuff from the past without just playing it cheaply, it can work. Like he, he combined it with the, this new, um, you know, this multidimensional creature, which was actually a good villain. He hasn't done a lot of good villains lately. So there's right. potential but think about it this way I, i'm i made the joke earlier about upgrades or whatever but right. the last time we we saw a creature that's kind of like a ghost kind of electric yeah. kind of whatever it turned out to be cybermen and the last time we and, saw the master and the last was... time the master, it wasn't just the master it was the last time the master revealed himself to be the master too yeah so and he brought he brought cybermen with him Mm -hmm. Is it going to be the same? If it is the same case, I might be a little bit disappointed because that's it's not being super original. I don't, but I, I hope, don't think so. I don't know. Because the Cybermen wouldn't laugh like they laughed at the doctor. Right. That was weird. That that would have been weird for a Cyberman yeah, to do. Yeah, it's not going to be a Cyberman. This seems like something... I don't know. It seems like something that has an ego, you know? <laughs> Nico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like but, in like in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that, that got me thinking when I said that. But like uh it's something that feels like they're superior to all of this universe. 
the great <laughs> intelligence correct okay um yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know anymore gonna be i think it's still gonna be original i don't i don't necessarily think it's gonna be a callback but the the hat got me thinking whether it might be tom baker related <laughs> right that made me think too and i i didn't watch the classics but i know some of the imagery from that yeah. too Oh, anyways, before I forget, uh, we often talk about BBC shows on this podcast. We've talked about Doctor Who a lot. We talked about Sherlock a lot. We've talked about all of Sherlock. We've talked about all Doctor Who. But uh, Stephen Moffat and uh, what's his face? Um, <laughs> um, the peach. Shoot. The name is escaping me. It, it is. That's why I said what's his face. Uh, people who created Sherlock. Uh, they have created a new show. It also aired today. Um, it's not going to be, I guess it's not going to be on Netflix until January. Mark Gatiss. I don't think it's going to be on Netflix till January 7th. It will be, but I think it might've aired on BBC first. Um, but it's called Dracula. It's Dracula. And, uh, I watched the trailer on Netflix. It looks pretty gruesome. Um, but it's Dracula. Uh, I feel like if it wasn't airing at the same time as Doctor Who, we might have talked about it because we talk about a lot of their stuff specifically. Yeah. But it is overlapping with Doctor Who, and whenever that happens, Doctor Who comes out on top. So. Right. And here's the, here's the interesting thing about Dracula, though, that might be relevant to our podcast anyway. Um, from what I've heard, you know, everybody wants to do more Sherlock, right? Everybody involved wants to do more Sherlock. They, they it, it seems like it's inevitable, but Dracula has been sort of the main thing stopping that from happening. So now that it's actually coming out, there could be some potential for Sherlock getting uh, in pre-production sometime soon. Correct. There's always the rumors going around that Sherlock could come back. Right. So I'm now that sure, Dracula though, is actually because... coming out, that that could pave the way for more Sherlock. Uh, but we never know, though, especially given the fact that uh, Benadryl uh, Cum Cumberbund is uh, always a very, very famous actor. He's always doing a lot of different projects. Obviously, the uh, Doctor Strange movie will come first whenever that starts filming. Um, yep. That's probably going to start filming sometime this year, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So that will that will be priority. So it might not, if, if they're going to do Sherlock, it might not even start filming until next year. Right. But I guess it's something to look out for. It'll probably just pop up on us. You know, that, uh, Benadryl cumbersome, uh, had, uh, he did, he just did a movie. He just did a movie with the, um, my Moriarty, Moriarty guy. Really? Yeah, and it's I think I think it's 1917 is the movie, uh, and okay. it's supposedly it's supposedly really good. I have not seen it, but I've heard good things. Hmm. So I'll probably check that at some point. Anyways, guys, you have anything else to add? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Smaller on the Outside. That's all we have for you this week. Make sure that you come back for the next episode, which should, I guess, it's on Sunday. Um, yeah. For the 
part two of this adventure in space. Uh, or I guess just adventure in time. In time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about that episode. Universe. I think it's. I think it's just called Spyfall Part Two. I yeah. think. I think Spy it's called. Yeah, and uh, we'll see if it actually, if it makes us all happy or if it's just going to make us all really upset and never want to see Doctor Who ever again. <laughs> oh, there's probably who people knows. who have already, especially there's people who have quit from last season. Yes, there has. <laughs> yes. And uh, anyways, um, if you like this podcast, make sure that you subscribe to it and leave us a high rating on iTunes. Uh, review us tell us what you think of us uh and uh also you can give us a shout out at the email dave at dave examines movies.com that email is not going to stick around forever because i'm not going to keep the domain dave examines movies.com however it is there <laughs> for a while uh or you could check us out on facebook there's also a facebook page for uh, smaller yeah, on the outside, probably better. Uh, that's probably that's probably the easiest way to leave us feedback and to uh, to catch up on everything that's going on with the podcast. It's probably the best way. So check us out on Facebook, uh, and if you say something, we might give you a shout out. <laughs> so sure. Until next, until next time. I'm Dave. I'm Andy. Peace out. Peace out.